1: need not only to make the right choice from the get-go for a a successful business, but those firms who want to be truly revolutionary and create new processes must choose someone on the clearing side who has the same vision to make it happen. We welcome back Michael Scaplin, the Senior Vice President of Sales and Relationship Management at Axos Clearing, and we also welcome back Brian King, the CEO and co-founder of Rialto, a platform where you'll be able to trade non-listed REITs as easily as you can trade common stocks. Today, we're gonna explore the importance of choosing the right partner for now and into the future for clearing. Welcome back, guys. Hi,
0: good afternoon, Doug. It's great to be back.
1: Brian, let's start with you. Why do firms choose a specific clearing partner to suit their needs? Is it based on extensive research, brand recognition, capital position, or some intangible word of mouth and whispers from the street?
0: I would say um, it's a little bit of all of the above, um, you know, for us, um, we're a technology firm at our core and being able to have a, a clearing partner that prioritizes technology it was critically important to us um, again if, if we're using technology but. Um, the opportunity to actually be able to, um, interface with somebody else, you know, becomes a fully manual process, then everything that we've done to create ultimately ends, um, Kind of in vain. So for us being able to have somebody who's at the leading edge of technology, um, but also has processes in place to be able to help clear is really important. So we did do a lot of due diligence. um, And, uh, you know, there there are other people out there that have the ability to to meet some of the technology demands uh, necessary. Um, But at the same time, there was, um, you know, some of the people don't necessarily have the forward-looking thought or the ability to be nimble. Uh, And in our case, the ability for somebody to be nimble was probably uh, the, the most important factor.
1: Michael, what do you do to position yourself as a clearinghouse? You have a newer name. How do you make that name for yourself or that people like Brian pay attention to?
2: That's a great question, Doug. So we try to deliver uh, our actions. Uh, We deliver results through our actions uh, is what I should say. So we've been clearing for over 20 years uh, under multiple iterations of the firm uh, and have really grown uh, exponentially in the last three. So with the acquisition by the bank, uh, we've been deploying extra resources and really setting up as a fintech shop. So our actions are showing these firms what we're doing and we try to keep that road open and our path of what we're going to be delivering uh, in touch with the broker dealers. So uh, we have uh, an annual summit every year. uh, And at that annual summit, we'll talk about what we're looking to do. Uh, We have roundtables, uh, quarterly roundtables in territories. We'll go to New York, we'll go to Florida, we'll sit down with the broker dealers, and we'll talk to the prospects and our broker dealers about what they're seeing on the street uh, and what they need to move forward. So With this open door policy, we're showing them, we're talking to them, we're always trying to deliver results that they need to expand their businesses. So when we rebranded under Axos, uh, we set up Axos Securities and we set up four different divisions. So that was the first piece of showing them how we're setting this foundation and what we're looking to move forward with. So under Axos Securities, you'll find the Clearing Division, You'll find our custody division, where we've uh, with the most recent E Trade acquisition on uh, the advisor side. Uh, we've got Axos Invest, and then we've got Axos Crypto, which is a piece that we'll be rolling out in the upcoming
1: months. Ryan, the process of setting up a BD is a long one, and there's so much to focus on. When do you start to think about a clearing partner? How much time in your mind is being allocated to make that decision?
0: Uh, I would say I actually reached out to Michael, um, prior to our even filing for our broker dealer application. And it took us, um, around 11 or 12 months to actually make it through our broker dealer application. Um, and, uh, that was a little bit longer, in part because of the fact that we also um, were filing to become an ATS. So an ATS is um, stands for Alternative Trading System. Which uh, to take one little step deeper, it means um, it effectively allows you to trade to to function as a stock exchange, but not have the same regulatory oversight that an exchange has. And it allows you to be able to trade products that wouldn't necessarily uh, need to be listed on um, an exchange. So it gives you a lot of flexibility there. But as I mentioned, I reached out to Michael uh, probably three months prior to our initial even filing. So it was 13 or sorry, 15 months, probably prior to our going live.
1: Michael, when people are looking for a clearing partner, they're dancing with a lot of people. How do you make them feel comfortable with their decision?
2: Oh, we, we try to let them know right away that we're investing in their business. So when Brian came to us and approached us about what he was trying to build, we sat down, we listened, we started to scope out what he needed. We brought in some of our resident experts uh, in the field that we have in the Omaha operation office. And we sat down and we talked through everything that they were looking to build as a startup, we know that it's going to take a lot of time. I know that once he files, it's going to take six to nine months or so for, for him to get up and running and get on his feet. And then it's going to take time to set up a conversion and a go live date. So to get them comfortable, we're, we're showing them all along the way that uh, our ethos is that, you know, that their success is our success. And, and I, I live and die by that. I tell it to a lot of broker-dealers, and I say that in a lot of my speeches at different conferences. But it, it's really true, and it's something that I believe as a, as a clearing person, uh, that I will only be successful if Brian is successful. So we show them right away that we're willing to sit down, find comfort in what they're building, find comfort in what their clients are going to be doing, Uh, and keeping the finger on the pulse. So if there's any pivots or any changes in his business line, uh, we're letting Brian know that we're going to take care of it. We're going to be here for him. We're going to support him because at the end of the day, if he's successful, uh, that success will roll up into us.
1: Brian, we also, as a startup, I imagine when you begin the process of looking for a partner, it's a bit different than an established firm with major flow. Walk us through that thought process and what it does on internally.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, Yeah, I would say without naming names, one of the other conversations that we had with another potential clearing partner, uh, the amount of capital that they were requiring for us to put on their books uh, prior to even going live was what basically would have made us uh, needed to have have been years down the road in our life cycle of um, success, right? So for us, um, again, it's there's, there's some capital commitment things that come with having a clearing partner. Um, there's some technology uh, hurdles that need to be overcome with a clearing partner um, and, and several other things like that. So for us, again, as a startup, um, to Michael's point, he, as he just mentioned, we we know that there's going to be a ramp up of, you know, particularly for us, we're building a secondary market as you're building a secondary market. And I've built multiple secondary markets in the past, um, you know, from different exchanges and different geographies, i um, building them in Europe and the U S different asset classes there. It always takes a little bit of time because you're, you're bringing both the buy side and the sell side to the, Um, to the table and making sure that they line up the exact right time is important. So as Michael said, being able to say, Hey, here's some flexibility on terms because we know that you're just getting going. So uh, being able to have some of that flexibility early on, again, was really important for us.
1: Michael, there's the other side of the coin. As we know, not all startups are successful. So how much time do you invest in start in a startup? You as a clearinghouse are deciding you're kind of interviewing as well. How do you know they're the right fit?
2: Uh, it's, uh, we can break that question down to a couple pieces, right? So every startup that approaches us, I take very, very seriously because over my 20-year career, I've seen firms come to light, come to market, and it takes them a year or two to get going. And I've seen them come in and change the market. I've seen them come in with dynamic approaches, with uh, that special value add that really uh, equates to something. Uh, that said, on the other side, there's 100 Others that I've started down the road with and never heard back from, or they disappeared, or evaporated, or ran out of capital. Uh, but each one of those has to be taken seriously because you don't know who the next unicorn is going to be. Um, when Brian approached us, we we know Brian. Brian's a, an entity on the street. He's been around. His partner Jeff has been around. They're 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 known professionals. So you take it a little bit more seriously because you know who they are. You know what they're capable of. And when you sit and listen to the pitch and you listen to the vision, it's clearly articulated. It's a good plan. It's a solid business plan, right? So we're betting on that. We're betting on the man as much as we're betting on the business. And, and his previous success plays into that. Um, but as he said, it, you know, it's, a, it's been a 15-month road. We're going through a process to make sure that everything is lined up to get them set up. And it'll be another year or two before we know how successful this will be as he builds his business. And again, that's what we're betting on, but we're working with him to set up a, a contract that's mutually beneficial that ties into his business needs and our business needs and making sure that he's supported in the early stages. And what we're hoping for is you know, to get him through year one and year two and year three, where it starts to blossom into this business on a multi-year agreement. And that's and that's what we're working on. That's what we're doing with uh, with Rialto.
1: Brian, a little more into the details. What are the primary questions you had and were they all answered? How did you know you found the right firm and fourth, Yaxos? Axos gave you a lot there? Uh,
0: that is a lot, um, but it's a great <laughs> question. I mean, uh, there's a lot in thinking about the the, the process, I would say. The the first thing that we really needed to be able to understand is capabilities from a technology perspective. So understanding um, not only where do their APIs, for example, example, where are they with that now? Um, Where are they for, again, because we have a little bit of a special um, need case uh, because of what we're doing is very different. In fact, it's never been done before. So we know that there's going to be things that are are going to have to be built. And so that was really kind of a key component of saying, hey, we know that this is where you are today. And it, we took some time to understand that. And then also say, hey, do you have resources to be able to help build where we're going? Um, and that was really important. Um, I, will, I would also add that another key component, Michael mentioned earlier that they brought in some other, um, participants within their company to help us as, you know, as they were learning about us, you know, and we were at the same time learning about them. Uh, one of the biggest um, winning factors that um, Axos had, in my opinion, was kind of their operations team. Um, you know, Lance Schaefer, I'll, I'll drop his name specifically, uh, has, a, has an, an incredible knowledge base of um, regarding alternative investments. And just a little bit deeper in what we do, you know, we're a secondary market for alternative investments. So um, whether that's going to be non-traded REITs or BDCs or other limited partnerships, et cetera, Lance has a deep understanding of knowing how uh, those assets can be transferred. And so when you're trying to clear and settle those types of assets, having a, having a, a deep knowledge of that is, is critically important.
1: Michael, answering all the questions you may get is one thing, and you have to pay attention to every startup. We, you know, we talked about that, but your spider sense, can you really tell if it's going to be a mutually beneficial relationship prior to actually doing business?
0: Uh,
2: you, you start to build and you hope and you model things out and you work on economic analysis based on the, the information that's provided. Uh, can you truly tell Somewhat, I mean, you can put it to paper, and like I said, it, it's it's all metric-driven, right? But if it's all projections, you're not really certain. But yeah, you you do have that second sense, that gut feeling, uh, when you're setting this up. At the end of the day, we're both running businesses, and we both know our our craft. Uh, so being able to set up a a, a contract that makes sense uh, and lay that foundation and the groundwork, uh, it's you know, it's uh, again, just like you said, it is that spidey sense, it's that gut feeling that. Uh, that only comes with experience in the space and in the industry. So, you know, we're we're working towards what looks like a mutually beneficial relationship, and that's what we we try to do with all startups and, and get them off the ground so that uh, we can work with them and for them over the next you know couple of years as we have the contract.
1: Brian, this relationship created something that has never been done before. What was it? Was it always the goal to do it? And is this the future?
0: Uh, so the answer in that, um, to me, I'll start backwards. Uh, yes, I believe truly it is the future. Uh, technology is um, is light years behind where it probably should be in the alternative investment space. Um, but we are seeing growth in that space. Um, and for us, yes, it always was the vision. Um, and, and what was accomplished was we were able to, um, in December when we launched, we became the first ever Platform to have a fully electronic secondary transaction in an alternative investment. That was a mouthful of words, but what that means is somebody came onto our platform, you know, onboarded in an electronic fashion, um, put up a an, an order to buy um, a security in um, an alternative investment um, that is not listed on an exchange, um, and was and then a seller was able to come in and sell that asset. And we were able to take them all the way through the process. Historically, they had to do what's called a medallion signature guarantee so that you're taking a piece of paper and you're walking into a bank and you're getting them to put a physical stamp on a piece of paper and you're signing it, they're signing it. Again, a very manual process. But over time, we were able to create a clearing process that eliminated that need for somebody to come in and do a um a a manual process it was done fully electronically and in a very fast amount of time particularly as it relates to what historically has been done where if you're trying to clear or settle a trade it's been done in an alternative investment uh, perspective it usually takes like six to eight weeks and we were able to get that done in in days
1: michael is this what axos is striving to be the next generation clearinghouse and if so what are some of the advancements we may we may see
2: yeah, and this is exactly a great example and a case study of how a clearing firm grows, right? So this is, it's something that we have a process for. We do alt. We have alternative investments. We we do that all the all the time for our broker dealers. Uh, but what Brian is bringing to the table is a unique approach uh, to automate this and and set it up uh, into a straight through process, which is. You know, taking it out of operational hands and, and taking out the manual components, uh, and this is where we really we really have the opportunity to grow into businesses. So, as we push our digital offering into the future with partnerships like these, uh, this is automating processes that we weren't looking to automate right away. I mean, we again we have a process we were doing it the same way for years, but when somebody comes in with that vision, uh, it helps us reset the mindset of of how to process it. So. Yeah, we're, we're looking to become uh, the next, you know, the, the big uh, holistic digital offering uh, platform uh, that ties in banking, brokerage, car loans, auto loans, uh, home loans, uh, and everything in, in one place. So, you know, we rolled out a new API recently. Uh, so that's been the, the first part, setting that foundation. Uh, we talked about crypto a little bit. So, uh, so stable coin will be launching in a couple months, and that'll allow you to purchase uh, a subset of, uh, of cryptos. Uh, we've got some new GUI interfaces that are gonna be coming out. We've got uh, an interface that's being set up with one of the bank's leading products, the Universal Digital Bank. So that'll be tied in uh, for some of the banking functionality. We've got uh, securities back line of credit, a new GUI interface that'll be coming out for our broker dealers to have uh, secure security back lines of credit. So yeah, we have a whole bunch of stuff on the horizon and we continue to grow and evolve uh, our shop and we know what we know and we're doing what we can do internally, but it's when somebody like Brian comes to the table uh, and helps us uh, reinvent a process that we weren't looking to do, uh, where we really make strides and it. it really tests our capability. So uh, we appreciate startups like Rialto coming to the market. Uh, we appreciate everything they can, they can teach us uh, in business lines like this.
1: Michael, Brian, we really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you so much for your time.
2: All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Brian. Awesome.
0: Thanks so much, everybody.
1: To learn more about Axos Clearing, visit axosclearing.com. To learn more about Rialto, visit rialto.ai, R-E-A-L-T-O.ai. Please follow us for all latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikenden. Thank you for joining us.